Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. And for today's issue in Shir, we're going to focus on the opening line of the second of our two parshios this week. We have Parshas Bahara and Bechukosai, and in Parshas Bechukosai, there is a very famous Orachayim. The Orachayim is, again, on that opening pasuk, in Bechukosai Telechu, if in or with my decrees you shall walk or follow, and my mitzvos you shall guard or observe and do them, etc., etc., etc. Obviously, Parshas Bichokosai goes on to tell us what will happen if you obey versus if you do not obey the, the, the will of the Torah, the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the Arachayim made this particular line extra famous when he composed 42 different explanations and interpretations of this opening Pasuk. And there's a backstory that, that, that explains how the Archaim composed and came up with these different Pshatim. And I've heard different versions of the story. Maybe we'll go through that story in a little bit. And I've been privy to hearing over the years different um, Pshatim from the Archaim. And even on my own, I, I was... Um, you know, I was inclined to come up with my own interpretation of the line, and I figured that if there was any MS, any truth to, to any interpretation that I would suggest in this line, in I would be sure to find it in the Arachayim, and lo and behold, it was Arachayim's shot number 24. So, um, and we'll, we'll get to that. But in all my years of being familiar with this Arachayim, I was not privy to knowing all 42 explanations no one ever, you know, was able to outline it for me and, and list it for me. And the work had to be done on my own. So what I did, in fact, do a couple of years ago was I opened up a Mikroskadolos. I learned the Orachayim through myself. And I was able to compile a list in, in English, my own list, of the 42 different Pshatim. And hopefully we will get to all 42 Pshatim. And the goal is to do that in less than 42 minutes. So we'll try that in just a moment. First, let's just thank our sponsors. We have Anonymous, Lili Nishmas, Shmuel Menachem, and Ari Leib, and Leah Bas Avram, and Hashem Shev, and Aliyah. And we have Yon and Khani Laster on their second time sponsorship. Anyone else who wants to sponsor, reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. So a couple of things that we should probably address before we go any further. If you want to know who the Orachayim was, also known as the Orachayim HaKadosh. His name was Rav Chaim Ibn Atar, or Rav Chaim Ben Rav Moshe Ibn Atar, and he lived from 1696 to 1743 in Morocco, and he died in Yerushalayim at the age of 47 years old. And he was not only an incredible Talmud Chacham, but he was a Mekubal as well. And he's known by some, at least by my Rebbe, Rabbi Rosner, he's known as the Ramban of the Achronim on the Torah. Right? He... Uh, in other words, the Ramban was very um, um, was prominent as a commentator on the Torah and known for for traversing all layers of of pardes when it comes to giving a lucid and and, and fluid explanation of a pashup shot in the Chumash or even being able to give us some of the sodos from Kabbalah. About the about about something in in Chumash and an explanation of Chumash, Pshat, Drash, Ramesh, Sod. You'll find it in the Ramban. You'll find it in the Arachayim, and giving you an, um, um, again very full answer to a question, and um, which um, you know leads us to 
one of the conclusions about the Orachayim, that he is one of the only few people that is known as HaKadosh, the Orachayim HaKadosh. Right? There's some, some say that Rashi is also HaKadosh, I've heard the Alshech HaKadosh, the Shla HaKadosh, um, but the Orachayim HaKadosh. And so he was was famous for this particular parsha, and again, the 42 explanations. Now, in terms of the significance of the number 42, we could only um, wonder, but the number 42 is significant in Yiddishkeit, obviously, because of Hashem's 42-letter name, and we also know about the 42 uh, stations that Klai Yisrael camped when they traveled from Mitzrayim all the way to Eretz Yisrael, and this can perhaps be better understood in light of the story, the backstory for the Orachayim's composition of the 42 Pshatim in Bechukosate Lechu, which the, the basic story um, that is told is that in, in where, where the Orachayim lived, I guess in Morocco, um, um, wherever it was, but um, there was some kind of, of, I don't know if it was a plague, but it was, it was affecting all of the meat in, in, in his hometown, in his village, and the, um, he was the only one that had kosher meat. All the other meat was treif. And he specifically wanted to save meat for the poor. He would always give meat to the poor on Arab Shabbos until one time when this, when this, um, when this issue broke out that there, he was the only one that had the meat. And there was a rich man who wanted to get the meat from him and he insisted on giving it to the poor. And when the rich man was deriding the individual, the poor individual that the Orachayim um, wanted to give the meat to, the Orachayim was silent. And the Orachayim received um, some, some Ruach HaKodesh dream telling him that because he um, was, was quiet while someone else was being disrespected, while someone else's honor was being hurt, so that he would have to go into Gullus and to, to receive some kind of atonement, which is what the Orachayim did. He actually exiled himself. He went into a forest. He left home. And eventually, he, while he was in the forest, in his mind, during it was the week of Harsh's Bichel Kosai, I don't know if it was Arab Shabbos, but it was on, on, on Shabbos night maybe, he, in his mind, came up with the 42 different Pshatim. And then in the city that he eventually, the village he eventually came to, um, as the story goes, the Rav, who was apparently a Talmud Chacham in his own right, the Rav welcomed him in, and, the, and he was going to stay by the Rav. Of course, the Rav didn't know who, the, who this was, the Orachayim. He didn't know who he was. And the Rav would, would um, everyone would come. At each meal, the Rav would receive guests who would listen to the Rav giving Torah. And the Rav, again, in his own right, a Talmud Chacham, holy individual, who was, who was given inspiration, divine inspiration, um, where he was told the different pshatim in Imbuchukosaitelechu, that the Orachayim, he didn't even write them down yet, but he had composed. And at the at the Suda of Lel Shabbos, he when giving over his Torah, he said that he received um, a you know a, a, a Ruach HaKodesh telling him there are fourteen Pshatim. Um, at least that was the the first time around. He received fourteen Pshatim in the in the line in Bikukosaitelechu. And and apparently in Shemayim, this is what they were talking about, that um, some, some rabbi by the name of Chaim Ibn Natar, he was the one who, was, um, who, who came up with these pshatim. And when this Rav was, talk, was, was quoting the Orachaim, the Orachaim said, the, guy, the man is not so special, don't even call him a rabbi. Um, you know, it's just Chaim Ibn Natar. You don't, you don't even need to say rabbi. And 
people were getting really upset. You know, how can you say something something like, uh, like that about about a Talmud Chacham's Torah? And this this Rav is quoting him through Acha Kodesh, and the, the same thing happened at lunchtime, where he got fourteen more pshatim from this 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 Harav Chaim Ibn Atar, and the Chaim once again was was disrespecting himself, his own reputation. Again, the people didn't know who he was, and then it happened again at Shalashudis, another fourteen pshatim equaling forty two in all, and ultimately they put the Chaim in Chayrim. And then, when it came time, when Shabbos was ending, there was a huge, huge storm, and things were getting damaged, and things were going crazy, and the Rav um, um, was trying to figure out what happened, and he received another message in Ruach HaKodesh saying that the Ar HaChayim, Rav Chaim Ibn Atar, was locked up, and he had not had the chance to say Havdalah, and the Shamos that are supposed to return from Gehenna haven't returned yet because the Ar HaChayim was locked up. And then they realized what had happened, and then they let him out, and then they, and then they apologized. And the point is that the Ar HaChayim, he had exiled himself, and think about the 42 stations of Klal in exile until they finally reached their destination. So a lot of different significance to this number 42. And maybe the line of Imbichel Kosei is perhaps telling us how to walk, how to travel in Gullahs and reach the final Gula. Now that we've done that, now that we, now that we have some background um, and we're almost 10 minutes in, let's see if we can break that record in less than 42 minutes, get to all of the different Pshatim from the Or HaChaim. Now what I will tell you, about the Arachaim's Pshatim, the 42 explanations and interpretations of Imbuchkosa Telechu. So again, I summarized them in my own way, and you could always look back and see if, uh, if you felt I did, uh, did a good job. But I did separate them into a few different categories. So, and you should realize that his pshatim are not all pshat. Some, uh, some, and many of them are drash. Some of them are based in sod. Right? So, some of them again are 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 more homiletical. Some of them are more kabbalistic. And the ones that obviously are in that area are going to be harder to explain, and we'll just do our best. Also, besides for whether or not they fall into the categories of Pshat, Drash, Remez, or Sod, there's also just the different, um, some of the explanations are similar to one another. So the ones that are similar, I put in their own place. So for example, one through seven were general hanhagos or guidances and, um, you know, eighthos, advice. Um, numbers eight through 17, I wrote, um, and I have here that they're the, the relationship between the Torah and mitzvos. Um, and then um, 18 through 25, um, I refer to as results from the hishtadlus of amelos and Torah. Then 26, there's a category that I refer to as chukos shemayim, which I'll explain when we get there. And then 34 through 36, we have hilchos stam, meaning all the halachos of writing a Sefer Torah, Tzvilin, or Mezuzos. There's something called chakikos, um, and we'll see why this is why these are Muslim are here, but basically it's based on the word bichukosa that has the word chok in it. Um, and then uh, finally, um, he comes back to chukos hashemayim for 37 through 42, where he talks about this concept of chukos hashemayim. So let's try to get to all of them. Okay, so number one. So he says, what does mean? First, Pshadi suggests that it refers to toil in the learning of Torah. Very simple. Rashi quotes this one as well. So in Torah's Kohanim 26.2. So that Bichukosatelechu says, walk with the Torah, learn the Torah. Fine. Um, number two, say, um, he says, 
that your natural desired path on which you walk should be for the Torah. That in Buch means that you naturally follow the Torah. So that your feet should walk themselves to the base measures for you to learn it. Um, based on the Pasuk in Tehillim in 119.59, Chashavti Derachai. That, 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 you know, that, that basically you're meditating on your path that you just naturally follow and you flow towards the Torah. Pshat number three. He says that you should use all the methods or paths of Pardes, Pshat Josh Remez Sod, in your Torah study. And don't limit yourself to just Pshat. That's what it means to walk in, in, in the, in Telechu, all the different ways of learning the Torah, different paths. Those are the paths you should walk in, all of them. And that's based on the Zohar, Chelek um, Gimel, 202a. Okay, uh, Pshat number, number four is based on the Pasuk in Mishlei 3.6, Bechol Derachecha Doehu. That in all of your paths you should know Hashem. What does it mean to walk with the with the chukim? It means that you have to take Hashem with you into the material world and thereby know Him in all of your ways, walking with Hashem always. That's pshat number four. Pshat number five means to interpret the Torah in accordance with halacha. What does it mean to, to walk with Hashem's chukim? It means that you use bechusay teilechu teilechu halacha. Based on this, based on a Gemara in Sanhedrin ninety nine a. So that's Tzadis Tetzim Adalaf, that you have to interpret the Torah in a way that, that conforms to halacha. Meaning, and this might seem like a chiddush, but you see people doing this all the time today, interpreting the Torah in a way that's not in accordance with halacha. Okay, um, number six. He says that you should prioritize your minimal obligations before taking on extra stringencies. This is based on Avos Bey's uh, Hey. Two five. That that. What does it mean to walk with Hashem? Schukim. It means to take your minimal obligations first, and then you want to take on chumras. Fine, but first, first, just do what you're obligated to, and then finally, number seven, which uh, may, uh, makes a lot of sense in light of the story that we just told. He says you should exile yourself to a place of Torah. That's based on Avos. 414, that to walk with Hashem Shukim means that you have to go to a place, literally walk there to the place where, where there's Torah. Okay? That's all the first section, which are general Hanhagos and Eitzos. Okay? Let's keep going. Number eight. So this starts the section that I titled The Relationship Between Torah and Mitzvos. So it says the Orachayim, Shah number eight. You may walk where you must, despite concerns of opportunities to commit an Avera on your way, and you're going to succeed and receive reward if you govern your conduct by the way of the mitzvos. This is based on a Gemara Nevodah 17a. And the basic idea, again, is you got to walk somewhere, you got to do it, fine, but do it with the chukim and you'll be successful. Number nine, if you want to reach and acquire Torah, right, you want to walk there, is that your destination? Then you need to perform the procedure of the mitzvos, right? In then the es mitzvah If you want to walk with the Torah, then es mitzvah You want to reach and acquire Torah. It has to be through, um, through, through performing mitzvos. And he mentions that part of that is the 48 tools of acquisition that are enumerated in Birkei Avos, which we know, 6-6, six, six, which we had in our, in our Sphera series. Okay. Um, Pshat number 10 says that what does it mean in Bechus Teilechu? It says that the Torah walks with you unconditionally. 
while mitzvos do not necessarily walk with you. This is uh, based on a Gemara in Sota, Chaf Aleph Amid Aleph, that apparently, um, um, right, we know that that the Torah that you learn, it walks with you. Even if, you're, even if your mitzvahs don't, won't, won't necessarily accompany you. Now, what are the conditions under which a mitzvah doesn't accompany you? It's, um, it's, um, that you'd have to look in the Gemara and Sota on Chaf Aleph and Aleph to understand that better. But apparently the Torah is, is always with you, whereas mitzvahs might not necessarily be. It might be conditional. Okay, Shah number 11. He quotes the Pasuk in Mishlei 316, that you have longevity on your right, quote-unquote longevity, and on your left you have Oshe Rechavod. These are both paths that, you, that are available to someone who engages in Torah. So the Orachayim says, in Telechu tells you that you should choose the right one, namely the one on the right. Choose the, choose the go for the Orachimim, don't necessarily go for the Oshe Rechavod. So that's the one that you should choose. Okay, so then Pshat number 12, he says, If you learn Torah and increase your wisdom, then make sure to perform as much, if not more, mitzvos, because wisdom should not exceed mitzvos. That's based on Avos 3.17. Right, so in, in other words, if you do that, then you better fulfill the next part of V'yas Mitzvosai Tishmoru. Pshat number 13 says, If you learn my Torah... Then I will consider it as though you have performed my mitzvos, because Talmud Torah connected kulam. It's based on peya aleph aleph. So in then yes, I will count it as though it's mitzvos tishmoru. Pshat number fourteen, similar to the previous pshat, he says based on the pasuk in Vayikra seven thirty seven zos Torah ola. Right, and if you see the Vayikra Rabbah seven three, that's related to this. This is the Torah of the ola. What does that mean? That if you learn about a given mitzvah, right, then I will not only give you the reward for the machshava or the thought of the mitzvah, but even the reward for the performance. Um, so it seems that the difference between this pshat and the previous one is that in the previous pshat, the, the schar maybe is, is considered of a lower caliber. You know, doing doing Torah, you know, is, um, which since it's connected kulam, so Torah is just more important than every other mitzvah, not, even though you have to do the ma'isa of a mitzvah as well. But here we're saying that learning about a specific mitzvah gives you the schar of that mitzvah. Okay, fine. Pshat number 15. Says the Orchaim, don't think as per what we just said, that is sufficient to only learn the Torah, but one must engage in the Torah and do mitzvos. Meaning, this is actually similar to Pshat number 12, that if you learn, um, you learn the Torah, but make sure your mitzvos exceed your wisdom. Um, but here, he's saying that the Imbechus is telling you that, that you also have to do the mitzvos, whereas Pshat number 12 earlier was saying just make sure that the mitzvahs exceed. Um, so we can we can we can differentiate the two pshatim slightly. Okay, so now we have pshat number sixteen. It says the Orchaim, don't set out on the road, right? If you want to go walk Telechu, don't set out on the road until you've learned Torah, right? In Kosai, then Telechu. If you learned Torah, then you can start walking. It's based on the Gemara and Brachos, Yodalam and Aleph. Also, Tehillim 85.14. Also, a Zohar, Chelek Aleph 69b. So, in Mechakosai, then Telechu. Then you can go walking. It says also the Archaim, Pshat number 17. If you intended to do a mitzvah, but due to extenuating circumstances, you were not able to fulfill the mitzvah, it is considered as though you have done it. It's based on Shabbos, Samachim Lamed Aleph. And again, in Mechakosai, right? If, if you know, is. 
um, you know, you try to do it. If you if you were you know walking to do a mitzvah, you're doing your best. So we're going to consider as though yes, mitzvah saitishmoru. Okay, the next section I refer to as results of the hishtadlus slash amelus in Torah. This is pshat number eighteen. Okay, and this is going to go until pshat number twenty five. Says the Orachayim in pshat eighteen. If one toils in Torah enough. He can attain the highest level of divine wisdom with no aspeklaria, no blockage, and it'll allow him to walk freely in whatever he endeavors. Then you can go wherever you want. Try number 19. If one toils in Torah enough, he'll be able to walk or to stroll to the hidden places. Um, which um, presumably refers to Gan Eden. This is based on Gemar and Sanhedrin, Kuf Beis Amidalef, and the Zohar and Parshas Noach. Shah number 20. If one toils in Torah enough, he will not feel the pains of death, but it will be as though he merely walked Telechu from one location to the next. It's based on the Zohar, Chelek Beis, in 174a. So, again, if in Bechukosai, then Telechu, you'll just be able to walk, and you won't feel death. Pshat number 21. If one toils in Torah enough, he could attain the unique ability to determine when he walks on from this world, based on Avos 429 and Nida 36b, that apparently, again, in Bechukosai, then you'll know when you're walking on from this world. The, clo- the, more, the closer relationship you have with Torah, the more insight you're going to have into that. Pshat number 22. If one toils in Torah enough, then he would actually desire to, to go and leave this world earlier to taste the unimaginable pleasure of the next world. This is based on Yaakov Shimoni, Remez 787, that in you're going to want, you're going to want to just leave this world. The, the, the more sensitivity you have to Torah, the more Torah you learn, the more you realize that this world is, is, is fake. And you, you'll, you want to taste, you know, what's coming next. Pshat number 24. This is my pshat, um, that the Torah is a light that guides you on the road. Right, and you follow it. That basically the Torah leads you. Right, that's that's based on the pasuk in Mishle um, in Vav Beis. Also, Kiner Laragli or Lemesivasi, which is um, Tehillim one nineteen one o five. It's also based on Zohar Chelik Aleph one eighty five b. And you could also see a similar pasuk in Mishle four nineteen. But the idea is in the Why do we say that you walk with the Torah with the Chukim? It's because the Torah is a light that guides you along the way. Okay, Pshat number 25, says the Orachayim. One should ideally walk about Telechu all day with his tefillin, which the Torah refers to as Hachukah. If you look at Shmos 1310, also you see the Gemara in Sukkah 28a. So it says that really one should walk with the, with the Chukah in B'chukos Telechu. However, the Es Mitzvah Sainti Shmoru, which tells us that one has to observe Hilchos tefillin, and properly take them off when necessary. So in B'chukos Telechu, yes, but Es Mitzvah Sainti Shmoru. So these two are really the um, so these uh, twenty numbers twenty four and twenty five are really their own section. I couldn't really throw them into any category. Okay, next we have a section that I refer to as chukos hashemayim. So what exactly are the chukos hashemayim? We'll find out in just a second. Pshat twenty six says the Arachayim. If one walks with the chukos hashemayim, which is based on a pasuk in Yermia thirty three twenty five. In other words, he follows the Torah. The Torah are the chukos hashemayim, the decrees of heaven. So if one walks with them. One will be able to tread, right, Telechu, above the constellations, just like Avram Avinu did, right, Bereshus 15.5, see the Bereshus Rabbah 44.11, and one's mazel will walk from place to place, Telechu, varying to one's benefit. Apparently this is based on the Gemara in Shabbos 156a and Nadarim 32a. Okay, that's shot number 26. Apparently if you walk with the Chukas Shemayim, you'll be able to tread 
above the constellations. You'll be above the mazel. Shahat number 27 says the Orchaim, related. If one walks with the mazalos, which were pre-decreed upon him, right, the chukosai, right, the, the decrees, one walks with that was pre-decreed upon him in heaven, so he should still follow the mitzvos. In other words, bad mazel is not an exemption from uh, an exemption from one's obligation. This is also based on Shabbos one fifty six a. Again, in bichukosa teleich, let's say you're walking and you're living a life with with, with your bad mazel still. Ves mitzvosaiti shemaru. Proud number twenty eight. Also related, if one walks with the chukas hashemayim or the mazelos, he should do so in the form of a mitzvah. What does that mean? Also, based on that Gemara in Shabbos 156a, famous Gemara, let's say one is bloodthirsty, that he has the, the, the mazel of Mars. So apparently Mars is bloodthirsty. So says the Gemara, you should try to become a shochet or a moil. You should, uh, you know, if you're, if you're bloodthirsty, so use that bloodthirst to do a mitzvah, like shechita or, or circumcision. Verse Try number 29. One should learn lessons from and follow the Chukos Shemayim, the heavenly legions, such as consistency in one's obligations. Right? We know from um, from uh, Kiddush Levana, Shein Meshanes Tafkidam Misasim Smechem LaAsos Ritzon Habore, that they don't that they never veer from their from their appointed task, and they rejoice in being able to fulfill Hashem's Ratzon. This is based on Rashi to Devarim thirty twenty nine. That's Lamed Chavtes. Okay, so, so, okay, fine. So, moving on. Shot number 30 says, The Orchaim, if one wants his pre-decreed, right, chukim, if one wants the pre-decreed quota of mazonos, the, his sustenance, which was decreed in Shemayim, you, in Bechukosa Telechu, you want that chukosa, you want that? So what should you do? You should fulfill the requisite amount of Torah. Right? If there isn't enough Kemach, so it's because there isn't enough Torah, that's obviously based on Perkei Avos 3.17. Okay, Pshat 31. Yeah? Yes. So says the Archaim, if one walks in accordance with his timely obligations, right, so meaning the, the goes in accordance with the Chukos Shemayim, which governs time, so if you walk, Telechu, with that, so, um, so um, the, the, the idea is that you're supposed to walk according to that. So what, what does that mean? So you should go to Shachars in the mornings and, go, and get there on time. So based on Tehillim 72.4, 55.15, and Brachos 29b. So basically the idea is in Bechos you should walk according to the times. Now, Pshat 32 and 33 are also really their own category. Um, categories, maybe. Um, so, Pshat number 32 says, The Orachim, if one brings karbanos and thereby walks with the Chak Olam, or the Chukos, the Chukas Olam, because right? Vayikra 611 and 736 refers to karbanos as Chukim. So, if one is Telech, he walks with the Chukim, with the karbanos, so says the Orachim, one should do so properly in accordance with the prescribed halachos, right? Then, you should guard the mitzvahs, so don't bring them from stolen property. And you should learn from those halachos how to conduct yourself in life broadly. So this is based on Sukkah 30a and Kiddushin 39b. Okay. Pshat number 33 says the Orachim. Although one generally needs to have in mind the ta'am ha-mitzvah, the intention of the mitzvah, the message of the mitzvah to fulfill his obligation in accordance with the rule of mitzvah s'trichas kavana, according to the Orachim at least, if one performs mitzvahs with the mindset of chakak Hashem baruchu, that this is the decree of Hashem, 
that counts as optimal kavana. This is based on the Arizal, the Sefer, or Yakar. So in Birkoza Telechu, then yes, you will probably observe a mitzvah if you're going with the mindset of that this is a chok from Hashem. With Pshat number 34-36, we move over to Hilchos Stam, the concept of Chakikos, which means engravings or scrapings. Um, we're going to see um, the Ramazim here that refer to those Halachos. So it says the Orachim in Pshat 34, when it comes to creating Chakikos, right? In Bichukosai, if you're creating a Chakika or scraping around a letter to correct attached letters, Meaning, in a Sefer Torah, for example, the letters can't be attached to each other. So let's say you're doing a chakika in Bukhosa, you're trying to do a chakika to, to correct the attached letters. Says the Archaim, won't you do so in accordance with halacha? Es mitzvah He gives an example of, for a Sefer Torah, you can do so. He says for tzvillin, tzvillin are puzzle if you do that. Um, and he says also, do not attempt to fix... So meaning, um, the, one of the problems is if something is chaktochos, literally that you're recessing the background and you're scraping around the letter based on the Gemara and Gittin on Chafam and Aleph, so that, that, that's usually a psal when it comes to Ksiva. I think the base Shlomo um, has a tshuva where he was asking on this Arachayim, because the Arachayim, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, at least this seems to be in uh, contrast to the actual halacha when it comes to tefillin, that apparently you could make a chakika to fix the tefillin, but uh, not for now. Okay, let's move on to pshat number 35. Says Yerachim, if a Sefer Torah has a mistake that could be corrected by scraping, by doing a, a chakika, but cannot be fixed at the moment because of Hilcha Shabbos, for example, since says the Yerachim, then Telechu, you may proceed to keep on reading and you do not need to switch another Sefer Torah then and there. This is based on the Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim 143.4. So in Bechel Kosai, if, if you need to make a Chakika, but you can't do it now, Telechu, nonetheless, keep going. Says the Archaim in Pshat number 36, if there's a mistake that requires scraping of a name that contains the letters spelling the Shem Hashem, so then one may proceed, Telechu, to do so, despite the prohibition against Mechikas Shem Hashem. This is based on the Mordechai and Menachos, Nesecha Sofrim 5. So in Bechukos, I think you need to make a chakika to fix the name, Telechu, go on and do it. Finally, we move back to the Chukas Shmayim, um, for at least two of them. Pshat number 37 says, the Archaim, if one should, so one should follow the Chukas Shmayim, in Bechukos Telechu, here he is referring to the sun and the moon, when designing the calendar, in order that the mitzvos, which are time-dependent, or dependent on the calendar, they should be observed in their proper time. So in Bechukosai, with my chukim, the sun and the moon, then you can observe the mitzvahs properly. Pshat number 38, says the even if it's in, it's in one's mazel to do evil, through a mitzvah, one can change his mazel. So this is similar to Pshatim that we had earlier. This is also based on Shabbos 156b. But the idea is, in you could change the chukos shemayim based on the mitzvahs. Okay, Pshat number 39 says the Orachayim, if one chooses to follow Hashem's chok, and here the example he gives is gazing up at the brass or copper serpent from Parshas Chukas of all places, um, in Bamidbar, Chavalaf, Tess. So says the Orachayim, if one chooses to follow the chok and looks up at the copper serpent, which we do not understand why that makes you survive, so one must be careful to only do so in accordance with the mitzvah. In other words, one should not stray after it and then worship it, based on the Gemara in Pesachim 56a, where this is recorded as having happened. Otherwise, says the Orachayim, it's not actually chukosai, it's not my chok. So, in bechukosai telechu, 
how doing things that you don't understand, let's say it's a segula, doing something that you don't understand, but it's a chok from Hashem, the only way to do it properly is v'yas mitzvah tishmoru. If you're not doing the mitzvahs when you're following the chok, then it's probably not chukosai that you're following. Okay, that was shot number 39. Shot number 40, we're almost done. So, um, says the Orachayim that the prohibition against eating tevel or protus that still needs truma to be separated from it, that applies even to a Kohen who is allowed to eat truma, which is clearly a chok. So says the Orachayim, this chok, the Kohen should follow the chok, um, and you should follow that chok and not eat from it until v'yes mitzvah In other words, until the requisite mitzvah of afrashas truma was properly performed. So you should follow the chok um, and, and observe the mitzvah. Shah number 41 says the Orachayim, one should follow or govern his life in accordance with the decree, with the chok of the day of his death by doing tshuva daily and performing mitzvahs, right, based on Pirkeavos Beis Yud, or 2.10. In other words, live according to the chok. The chok is, is uh, any time a person dies, that's a chok. We do not understand why and when and how a person dies. But if you live, in um, you live life based on the day of your death, which means that you should treat every day according to the chok, according to the chok of the day of your death. That means you fulfill the mitzvahs and, and doing tshuva daily. Finally, shot number 42 is that if one toils in Torah enough, says the Orachayim, he could walk to his spot in Gan Eden on his own, like Rabbi Chia did, without requiring any malachim to lead him. Right, the Gemara in Bav Metzia on Pehei Beis, that's 80, uh, 85b. So this is similar to other Pshatim that we had earlier, but again, the Orachayim is saying here, the difference is that in if you're with the Chukim, then you could walk by yourself to your spot in Gan Eden. And apparently, whereas other most people require a malach to guide them there, but Chukosetelechu um, is a special madrega that you could walk there by yourself. Now, again, these pshatim, they, they all flow um, back and forth between pshat, drash, ramaz, and sod. And, you know, again, we tried to explain the ones that we could. But Baruch Hashem, we were able to make it through all 42 pshatim and even give background on this uh, on the Orachayim and, and his 42 pshatim. And we did that in less than 42 minutes. Okay, well, that's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. In the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and of course, most importantly, keep the Torah, the Chukosa Torah, and the Chukosa Teilechu, and glean all the brachos that come with that. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.